Good morning, Blog Talk listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Legally Still Show. I'm your host, S.E. Day, uh, coming to you live from the beautiful state of Florida, city of Tampa. Weather is nice and hot and only getting better. Thank you again for tuning in. We're going to talk today a little bit about the housing market. Um, Everything that I'm doing, it may seem a little bit out of place on the show, but some things are leading up to and adding on to and building up for you, the listeners. Uh, We've been talking about business. We've been talking about business credit. and We're going to talk about those things even more so. We're going to talk about some bankruptcy stuff coming up. Uh, in some future shows, but I wanted to center in this weekend on the housing market and what is happening. Of course, we hear in the news that the housing market is in a state of disrepair. We're in a crisis. What exactly does that mean? What exactly does the housing market is in a slump? What does it mean? And let me ask you one thought-provoking question. Who does it benefit? Think about that. Who does this housing crash or housing market benefit? Because there's always a pro and a con in everything that we do. Um, I've told you that years ago I was a real estate developer. I can't say really years ago, but about four years ago I was a real estate developer. And I lost a lot of money in the housing crash uh, when the, when the uh, so-called housing bubble burst. I lost a lot of money out in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Well, there's somebody that's going to benefit in this market, and there's somebody who's going to hurt. And the people who are hurting are the ones who got caught up in that whole mess, got caught up in that crisis mess, Uh, homeowners, uh, investors, developers that went out and actually bought these homes or acquired money to build these homes and had to walk away from them because the bank stopped lending. They didn't have any more money to complete the projects. Or the homeowners who actually bought um, when times were really, really good, qualifications were really, really low. Um, Those who have ever purchased a home or who are familiar with the mortgage industry understood stated income. Basically, I state what I make, and the bank would go off of that. Well, let me tell you, everybody in that feeding frenzy, everybody was making money. The bankers, the loan officers, the mortgage companies, uh, the appraisers, uh, the investors, the homeowners, everybody was making money. I mean, where on this earth could you buy home today for, let's say, $200,000 And you would move in in 30 days, and by the time you moved in your home, you had already gained $30,000 in equity. You bought it today. 30 30 days later, you're moving in, and you already have $30,000 of equity in your house. Only in this crazy market, and it wasn't just here in the U.S., it affected, excuse me, It affected everybody around the world because the bankers, as they sold the homes or put mortgages on those homes, uh, mortgage companies would do something called mortgage-backed securities or these investment firms, mortgage-backed securities. And they turn around and they sell these securities around the world. 
So everybody was then on the feeding frenzy. Well, that feeding frenzy died off. It's dead now. But there's some life to it somewhere. Someone is benefiting. Let me tell you how. This week, I was looking at property, and I ran across a nice little piece of property, four-bedroom, two-bath home, uh, about 1,500 square feet, two-car garage. That house, that house in 2005 listed, or not just listed, sold for $215,000 six years ago. Today, that home is only assessed at $84,000. You go figure. It's lost over 60% of its value, $84,000. So who can benefit in this market? Well, if you have cash, that cash that's going to go away, that cash that I'm telling you value is going to be taken out of, if you have that cash today, convert that cash into a tangible asset. If you can't afford to buy gold, buy real estate. Right now, if you can go out, now, of course, the the, the lending criteria are, are much stringent now. Uh, they're not as loose. Uh, matter of fact, I was looking at a document that was, let's see if I can find it here, that was not meant for public distribution. And it's talking about the lending criteria. And they're asking questions like, you know, are all of the customers applying unemployed? Uh, is the property being purchased by, from, or connected to a property investment club? Is there a mortgage? Is there a remortgage application? Does the customer currently occupy the property? Will the customer or their immediate family live in less than 40% of the property? Uh, is there is this a buy-to-let application? Um, banks are really tight now, so they're going to want to make sure that everything is overturned. No rock. No rock will be not overturned. They're looking for everything. Uh, there's no more stated. You have to prove everything. Not only do you have to prove everything, but normally it was like, you know, a couple of months of your check stub. No, they're not only looking at your at your check stub, but they're also pulling your <coughs> taxes. Um, you have to be able to put down 15 to 20 percent on the on the mortgage. So. Uh, you can there's 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 so many things that are going to be almost at a disadvantage, but then there are going to be so many things that are going to be towards a favor. If you can turn this market around for yourself, if you can buy a home and convert that, yeah, here's the deal. I mean, the this rule still stands. Yes, you need to have good credit, but. If you're walking in and you're putting down 25 to 30% of a mortgage, you're really not going to have a problem getting qualified for a mortgage. I guarantee it. Because at that rate, 
you have 30% in the game, 30% skin in the game. You know, you put down 50%, the bank is hoping, hoping you default because now they can turn around and sell this property and make money on it. Well, here's the problem with part of this. Who is it hurting right now? It's hurting those homeowners who bought these homes at $215,000, and then they turn around and they send their property valued at $84,000, and they're still paying the same note. Okay? This is not something that we expected ever, something of, uh, you know, unprecedented nature. But that's what's happening. And that's why you hear people walking away from their mortgages because, I, it doesn't make sense to me to pay uh, $1,500. <coughs> Excuse me, this cough is irritating. But $1,500 a month for my mortgage, and my house is only valued at $80,000, where I can turn around and let's say I had an $80,000 mortgage on that house, my note would only be over 15, 15 let's say 30 years, about $379. That's a big difference. Three seventy nine to fifteen hundred dollars. That's a big difference. So I can't I can't blame the homeowner um, uh, for walking away from this problem because it is a problem. So there are things that you can do now to protect yourself. You hear people saying that the market is going to turn. It's going to change. It's going to flip. It's going to turn around. Not anytime soon. I promise you. We will be in this mess for the next three to five years. So let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to look for property, and I plan on buying property and buying it my way. I plan to put money down, a sizable amount of money, and own assets. Okay? I'm not so concerned about the equity. Now, most people that hear me say that will say, dude, are you out of your mind? You're not concerned about the equity? Well, let me tell you, equity is really a it's really a misnomer anyway, okay? Let me tell you what I mean. You have equity in your home, but you don't have good credit. You can't get the equity out of your home anyway, Okay. It's a, uh, an imaginary number that is based on somebody's assessment, somebody's appraisal. So you can't get your money out anyway. The deal is you will own a home, buy property. I've been talking about this for months. Buy property. If you can't buy gold, if you can't buy precious metals, buy real estate because you will you will own the real estate. So if the market flips, if the market turns, here's the deal. You buy a property now, you may not have a lot of equity in the property. Who cares? The market turns in years to come. Uh, you go through this credit program I've been telling you about. Check out the blog at you know bitly.lssblog or just go to legallysteal.blogspot.com. And look on there. Get your credit together. Once you do this, you can be able to qualify for what you need and buy what you need. So there are many ways around it, but first and foremost, find you a piece of property that you can invest in because 
the rental market is hot and heavy. Um, that's, let's say, for instance, this same house that I'm telling you about that I looked at, $84,000. Well, the value of that house is $84,000, but guess what? It's renting for about $1,100 a month, almost what a mortgage would be on the property. So for you real estate investors, uh, I talked with a gentleman a couple of weeks ago uh, who was telling me he was in the real estate market, called in on the show. Uh, good morning to you if you're listening in this morning. But he called in and said that that was the market that he was in. He was in the real estate investment market. And the market turned. It crashed. He lost a lot of money. And, you know, he was thinking about getting back into the market. Well, I can tell him this. I know that in Florida, it's still one of the heaviest states for foreclosures. Uh, Georgia, also Arizona. If you can find a property there that you can go in and buy, and I'm not talking about some Section 8-looking house, okay? I'm not talking about something in a rundown neighborhood. I'm talking about homes or houses that are in middle-income, upscale neighborhoods that you can actually purchase for fifty to a hundred thousand dollars. Now imagine that you have a mortgage on a on a property that you know uh, you're paying ninety thousand dollars for on a fifteen year fifteen year mortgage is about five. I think it was about five sixty on that nine on that ninety thousand dollar home. If you're paying that and you have a renter in that property for twelve hundred dollars, wow. Now, that's a nice, nice income. You get you two or three of those, man, and you got $2,800 coming in a month. You can sit down and just be a property manager if you can do that. If you have the money to afford yourself the ability to do that, you can be making some serious money um, on something that's solid and stable. It's your home where you have yourself locked in at about – Let's say $2,000 in mortgages, but you have $4,800 coming in. Wow, you got a good 60% return on that money, and you're doing very good. So the market is readily available if you can afford to play in it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, listen to me, whatever you do. If you have money sitting in a bank account, a sizable amount of money, your money is not being used properly. Your money is working against you, not for you. It's working for the bank, but not for you. Take your money and buy real property. Now, some people will tell you I'm crazy, whatever. I'm just looking at the trend and I'm looking at the way things are turning. Make sure you make something for yourself in the future because right now we are really in a buyer's market, not a seller's market. We are in a buyer's market. So if you can afford to do it, buy it. I wanted to throw that out there. Even you who are renting, if you're renting, and see, I made this proclamation probably a year ago. I said, I'm not going to buy anything in this market because I don't know when it's going to bottom out. Well, let me tell you something. Who cares? If I bought a house for that was worth $215,000, um, what, five years ago, six years ago, 
and I can buy it for eighty four to ninety thousand dollars. Who cares if the market goes a little bit lower where that home loses value and it's now seventy thousand dollars? I don't care. I own that property, and I can tell you if it has not if if the market has not bottomed out yet. It's very close to. So even if the if the home price or the home value drops another ten, fifteen thousand dollars, when it does turn around, I will be in a good position. I'll be in a good position for equity sakes if I decided to, you know, cash in on the equity. But more importantly, I will have real property. Real property that gives me a really cool uh net income also gives me a really cool uh, wealth ratio. So there are a number of things that you need to, you really do need to take heed to and listen to and look at. Get your credit together. Buy real property. Put yourself in a better situation for the future because, like I said, things aren't going to turn around that fast. I mean, most analysts are saying that we're looking at at least, at least, three, four years before anything turns around. So if that's the case, imagine yourself buying something now. Don't wait. Please don't wait because if you do, you're going to be on the, let me say, behind the eight ball. Because once the properties start to change and the value starts to come back, the values are going to rise pretty quickly because the banks have to. They have to look at these values because if you have customers who are saying, you know what, I I can't do this anymore, the banks are losing money. So they're going to be hoping that the market bounce back. And when it does, those values are going to come back to those homes. So buy the home now. Also, if you buy a house now, you're also contributing to the market. You're you're contributing to um, the national income. You're putting money into the system which actually helps the system out. Don't bury your money in a can, okay? Don't let it sit into a dead, stagnant account. Banks are only giving you pennies on your dollars now. So if all they're offering you is 2% on your money, take your money and put it into something. Pay out 4 4% on a mortgage, but you have the real assets of that property. So there are many things that you can do with your money. Um, to make it work for you in the very near future or even in, even later. Like I said, my goal is to buy many properties. I made this statement years ago after I went through a bad mortgage. Um, I didn't know. I was think I thought I was living the American dream. Let me buy a house and, um, you know, hold on to that home and, because it's my it's my part of the American dream and I'm a I'm American, I'm gonna buy that home and live in it. Yeah, whatever. Um what I didn't realize it's what most people don't realize today is uh, the mortgage company owns your home. You may have a deed in your name, but the mortgage company owns your home. You miss payments, you get your home is foreclosed on, you don't own it anymore. Real ownership, real ownership is ownership without debt. 
Uh, a mortgage is not good debt. I don't care what anybody says. It's not a good debt. And we've learned that here in the last three, four years. It's not good debt. It hurts you. Real ownership is ownership without debt. So my goal is to own several properties without the debt. I would use income. I'm going to make the banks work for my advantage. The only reason I will get a mortgage, and it will be a short mortgage, I'll tell you that, I don't care if it's a 15 or what I'll probably do. My strategy is extend the mortgage out. Get it for 30 years, okay, something that people don't know. In paying your installment loans, um, mortgages, car notes, you don't have to pay every 30 days. You can pay it every two weeks. Heck, you can pay it every week if you like. It may mess up their accounting system. They may not be happy with you. But they can't refuse your payment. Now, what's the advantages of paying it every two weeks or every week? When you pay it every 30 days, you're paying for 30 days of interest that's included in your mortgage payment. However, if you pay it every 15 days, now you're breaking that 30 days of interest down into two or 15 days of interest. It lowers your monthly payment, not monthly payment, but your total loan amount. It lowers your total loan amount uh, from all of that interest that you're going to be paying over 30 years. Well, if you pay it every seven days, it lowers it even more. Um, So where in a 30-year mortgage, if you paid it every week, you could be out of your house in about 19 years. And this is not putting any additional money into the mortgage. If you had a $1,000 mortgage and you paid $250 every week, you would be out of that house with no more money added in about 18, 19 years. Now, that's 10-year decrease on the interest that the bank would be making off of you. These are just little things that you can do that can help you out in the long run. But I say my strategy, extend it out. Extend it out 30 years. And that way you'll give yourself a lower mortgage amount. But now you can turn around and pay more. So... If I extended it 30 years and I had a $500 a month mortgage, I'm going to pay it every week, which equates to about, what, uh, that's $500, $250, a week. But in that $125 a week, I'm going to add another 100 bucks to it. So now I'm paying $225 a week. I'll be out of my property in eight years, seven years, eight years on a 30-year mortgage because I'm paying it that way. And then I may just hit a lump sum and be done with it. But these are different strategies you can use because if you've ever looked at an amortization table, you will realize that your $80,000 home or your $90,000 home, by the time you're done, you're paying about $300,000 for that home. That's the cost of borrowing money for 30 years. Why would you do it? If you have the money, buy it. Because if money goes away, the only thing that's going to stand are assets, those real tangible assets. So this is a little bit of what I wanted to you know, discuss with you today. Just put your mind in motion to start making things work to your advantage, not to the banker's advantage, not to the, the mortgage company's advantage, the loan officer's advantage, or the appraiser's advantage, but to your advantage. Remember, I only bring you things that matter most to your wallet, things that you care about most. 
in saving your well-being and increasing your net worth and your your income for your home. So as we progress uh, here across the summer, we're going to be talking about some more money-saving tips and things that you can do to increase your net worth and not fuss over things. Also, I want to throw this out there. For you investors, um, not just investors, uh, we all should be investors, but for those of you who are making sizable incomes uh, and you need some tax advantages, consult with your CPAs. But here's a program I want you to take a look at. It's called the Oil and Gas Program. Oil and Gas Program. Um, it's an, it's it's I've, I've looked at it. I'm waiting on some more information to come in. I've talked with my CPA about it who has told me that the oil and gas program is, it works like this. Um, when there's oil found or, you know, it takes money to operate these whales, uh, the whales that are on property. So when they're pumping, it takes money to operate these whales. Well, you can invest in the operation of that whale and also receive a tax break because the government allows for a tax break for investing in oil and gas programs, but also any profits that oil whale will make or that gas whale will make, you will receive part of that in dividends. So it's definitely something worth looking into. It's called the oil and gas program. It's something that I'm looking into heavy. And, uh, you know, I'll bring you more information about it once I get my packet in the mail. But definitely something that you should be looking into. This is a prime opportunity, people. It's a prime opportunity to make your money work for you to the best that it can work and put yourself in a really good situation because, you know, I see some of my 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 fellow Americans who are, walking around working in places when they should be retired. Uh, I, that's not going to be me. That is not going to be me, not with the information that I have, not with the information that's available out there. I'm going to put parameters in place for my life that when I do get to that point, I'm retired. I'm not standing in Walmart saying, welcome to Walmart. How are you? No. I may be speaking to you when I walk through the door, but I will not be the one standing there. And you have to ask yourself, how did they get there? You cannot depend on the government to guide you. You cannot depend on the government to take care of you. People who are in my age range, uh, 40s, in their 40s and 50s, Social Security is not for us. Forget it. The people in their 30s <laughs> start looking at buying some assets because Social Security won't be around. And I've been an entrepreneur long enough, and I hadn't really paid into the system the way I was supposed to. Well, you know, at one point it really kind of, you know, stressed me out a little bit, but it doesn't anymore because I'm going to put my assets in other places, put my money in other places. I'm not dependent on the government to give me a check. So um, I'm going to cut it short today. Um, I got some things like I'm actually moving this week coming up, so I got some things I got to run out and do. Uh, but I wanted to touch bases with you this morning, give you a little of that information. And once we move and get everything centrally located, 
we're really going to be hot and on the market. I want to have some exciting guests in here for you talking about a number of things. Um, we talked about, we're going to talk about uh, the credit more. We're going to talk about, as I said, bankruptcy more because these are things that you need to know about. What are the advantages and what are the disadvantages of bankruptcy? How can you make it work for you? What's the advantages of building your credit? And by the way, people, that credit program I've been telling you about, the gentleman that I had on a couple of weeks ago, Heath Kellerman, uh, the man is rocking and rolling. Um, he's working on my business credit. He's working on my personal credit. And I'm telling you, don't get caught behind the eight ball. Get yourselves out there. Put things in motion. Make it work for your advantage. Check out that credit company. It's called Business Credit Masters, Biz Credit Masters. You can find it on our blog at uh, legallysteal.blogspot.com or bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash capital L, capital S, capital S, blog. Bit.ly dot, bit.ly slash L-F-S blog. And I'm telling you, you can find out some really good information out there and how to make yourself uh, credit worthy in doing the things you need to do in the near future. So enjoy your weekend. I will be back with you live again next weekend. I plan to have some guests on with me. Um, and we're going to really probe into some issues. And I you know, enjoy doing this, but I love bringing you things that matter most to your wallet. So as always, I'm your host, SC, of the Legally Steal Show, and I look forward to chatting with you again. Enjoy your weekend. Peace.